0: it's Tracy Malone. Today I have a very special guest. My friend Kate Anthony is going to talk about her new book which is called The D Word, Making the Ultimate Decision About Your Marriage. It's everything you need to know to make that decision and I read the manuscript and it is amazing. I was like, printing off things and going oh my gosh that's a great exercise that's a great tool oh that's great so I had to choose between her like 15 chapters what we're going to talk about today and besides getting away she started her book off with a lot of emotional resilient stuff and I think that's important because if we're gonna try to get away we have to be emotionally stronger so Kate is um Someone you might have seen, she's got the Divorce Survival podcast. And um, I've been on her podcast. She's been on mine before, and she's an awesome lady. She's pretty darn smart. And so, um, if you are looking for how do I make the decision to get away and get a divorce, this book might be what you need. So, let's go meet Kate, okay? Oh. Welcome, Kate.
1: I'm so excited to have you on my show thank you so much for having me tracy it's always a pleasure to talk to you
0: well we are here to talk about your new book that's coming out and it is called the d word Do you want it to tell is. us a little bit about it and maybe how did you like there's always a story behind why we write a book you know what was the oh well,
1: oh my gosh why write this book i mean mainly because people were hounding me about it i was like all right fine um, have you write a book. If you write a book, you should write a book, you should write a book, right? And so you're we like, all right, I guess I need to write a book. Um, it was also my my son. It was honestly my son. It was like people would say to me, You should write a book. And then I think my son heard someone say that. And he, when your kid asks you sort of over and over again, hey mom, are you writing your book? Are you writing your book? Like you kind of step into that. Right. You, you, and that's, I think that's actually a lot of what this book is about is stepping into this vision of ourselves that maybe our children hold of us, right? That maybe it might be really hard for us to see ourselves in a particular way. But when you're, uh, when you look at yourself through your kids' eyes, right? Like who you really are, because that's who you really are um you 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 step into it and it takes something right it took a lot as you well know tracy it takes a lot to write a book right and so stepping into that place of power and ownership of who i am and what i offer to the world um was very challenging and when your kid is sort of demanding of it demanding it of you 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 do it right and i think that's the same thing when you are in this conundrum and you are trying to decide whether or not to leave a marriage right and you're and you're looking at who you are and and who, possibly who you've become uh so many of us become shadows of our former selves in these relationships as you well know and to look at your highest self and your, who you once were, who you could be, who your kids think you are. And to it, right. Like it's the same thing. It's stepping into that higher, higher part of yourself.
0: And we, we do lose that all victims that go through a horrific divorce, no matter whether they're with a narcissist or not, if they're in that kind of place, you know, they have probably lost themselves. They, they, that's right gotten to a place where you know for victims of narcissistic abuse they're they're the ones who do everything and all this stuff and it's 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 great that your son pushed you towards it and and my son was the one who told me to start my first youtube video yeah he changed his major in college to psychology and came home the first christmas and went here's a book, mom, you really should make a video about this. I'm like, well, what is it? And he was the one that led me and and mm-hmm. I, so again, we have to remember that kids are watching mm-hmm. uh, and we do step into our power and find ourselves. They find themselves,
1: I think. That's absolutely. Absolutely. I love that your son did that. That's the best. That's yeah. the best.
0: Yeah. He's a, He's a good kid. One of the things I loved about Reading the manuscript of your book was the way that you started it out, which the mm-hmm. I think we need to kind of always forward this by making people stronger we talked about them not knowing who they are but personal values you had a whole section and i loved all the exercises i was like printing out i'm like oh that's a good Aww. one i learn that oh that's good and so there's so much in here so talk about you know what do they have to do in the self-care realm in the in learning who they are in the knowing your values what does that have to do with divorce people will ask well, I'm getting a divorce. Tell me how to get the money, right? No, we start here. How, how does that work for people? How help them?
1: Yeah, well, you know, so this book is really about making the decision, right? It's called the D word, making the ultimate decision about your marriage. So, you know, the D is both the decision and then possibly, you know, the divorce, but really it's about the decision. And you know, so often when we have been agonizing and most of us agonize over this question for years um, before we finally uh, find some sense of clarity. Um, but so what it requires we, is that we shift our focus back onto ourselves, because probably for years you've been focusing on the other person, right? What's he doing? Is, is this abuse? Is he a narcissist? I don't know, like, right? And it's all this sort of examination of the other person. Um, which actually kind of um spirals that losing of our sense of self, right it, it it sort of exacerbates that when really what we need is to look within, right first of all, if you are in a marriage in which you are deeply, deeply unhappy or unfulfilled, whether they're a narcissist or not, an abuser or not, it you actually, get to choose, you actually, that is a good enough reason to leave a marriage. Mm-hmm. it It's terrible, and it's heartbreaking, and all of the things, and nobody likes to be the one breaking up with someone who's lovely, mm-hmm. right? Um, and if you are unfulfilled and unhappy, you actually get to say, but like, How do we know if we're unfulfilled and unhappy how do we know if it's if it's really him or just me or like maybe i'm just an unhappy person right and so we gotta like put a breaks put the brakes on everything else and look at ourselves first um and we do lose our sense of self capital s self and so this whole first section of the book is really about reclaiming that and digging into who am I? Not who who was I, right? We're not, we're not trying to go back and capture something else. If you're a mother now, if you've been married for any length of time, who you were may matter, but it's not the most important thing. It's who are you now? Um, and so the first section of the book is really helping you ground yourself in who you are. You can't make a major decision for yourself and your life if you don't know who you are. You know, it's as simple as that, really, Mm -hmm. right? And then you can look more objectively, right? Because the value section, you know, is one of my favorites as well, because if you have just really misaligned values with your partner, whether there's, you know, you can take all the judgment out of it, right? But if you have misaligned uh, values, this is not a union that's going to work. Mm -hmm. right? I I tell the story in in the book that I had a client whose husband, she really valued personal development. It was a huge value for her. She was working with a coach. Obviously, this was a huge value for her, right? She had a therapist. She read all the books. She listened to all the podcasts. And when she would bring things to her husband about like, you know, I just feel like We're not connecting or like, I just want more from this, whatever. His response was always, you knew who I was when you married me. I've been the same for 20 years and I don't intend on changing. And, right, like that's not a way to be in relationship with another human being. But take all the judgment about it aside, those are misaligned values. (laughs) They just don't work. (laughs)
0: and and for me when i did that what are my core values i remember being asked it by a coach when i first was in recovery and i was like i don't know if i don't know who i am i certainly didn't know who my values were because no one ever asked me you know growing up as, with a narcissistic family i wasn't allowed to have values and so Same. i had to mm-hmm. deep, deep dig and be like honesty integrity like and then everything if you take that against the lens of what i was getting which was lies and no integrity and and i was like well that's why we didn't match up so it's not right. saying it's not about the judgment of They're a narcissist out with you it's we're never gonna that's and your example of, of your client saying this is why i am always i'm always gonna be this right okay well we're not asking you to change we're telling you what our needs are if you can't meet them this is where it has to end, right? And that's such an important part of the value, at least in that first section that I fell in love with, because if people know that, then they have strengths and it becomes more black and white our values are different. It's never going to change. That's right. This is what we have to do to move on and maybe find that person that will be able to give us what we're learning in those self-help classes and going, I need someone to hear me. And you find someone that does that because, you know, people change over time. It's not always an abuse situation, but they get set in their ways. And sometimes we move past them. And That's right. Needs. So it's not like, we came into this and, you know, oh, same guy for 20 years. Yep. Yeah, but
1: I'm not. That's right. I'm not. And that's okay. And I think that women need to be given permission that that's okay. First of all, in my opinion, because I also value personal development and growth, um, you know, in my opinion, like a, a life, an undeveloped life doesn't feel like a life worth living to me. Right. Like I'm not saying, Person should not be alive. I'm just saying. Like, isn't the point, isn't the point of being here the progression and the growth and the expansion? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is to me. For and 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 look, if it's not to you, again, we're just not a match, right? It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you want to grow and expand, and your partner does not. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. No no harm, no foul. We're just not aligned anymore. Mm-hmm. right and and then I think it also you know
0: just it's a side note that when when people go through this kind of like rebirth if you would um they often say to me I I, I don't like any of my old friends anymore you know uh-huh. oh yeah but that's also that you were in that place at that time and it was tolerable and now you've evolved whether it's spiritually or just in this inner self where you are loving yourself more and not tolerating someone not being honest or having the same core values as you
1: that's not
0: necessarily the byproduct of a narcissist but in your growth i think that's so important to know
1: absolutely i mean i think most many people um, when you shift your way of being to no longer tolerating being abused or bad behavior, or, you know, holding space for people in your life, uh, whose values are just completely disparate, um, it, it it has a ripple effect. Um, and you know, the same picker that picked your, your husband, your spouse, your, you know, your partner also picked those friendships. And so once you grow beyond them, and look, the same thing happened to me. And I was like, if I set a boundary around, like, and got divorced, I'm sure it's hell not putting it up, up, like, with the same stuff from you, from a friend, like, give me a break, (laughs) right?
0: Like exactly again it would feel like we're back in it if we accepted those behaviors in different people and so again it's 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 something to be celebrated you know what it's a cleaning of the house and yes i lost all my friends but you know what they didn't seem like they were the good ones so now you get to pick people that align with you and and do everything one of the chapters i want to jump to really quick because to me i I was like chapter 13 was how do i not screw up my kids during this process and what kind of warnings and helpful things do you have in the book to help people with that
1: well i mean many things um i I think many things um you know i think the most important thing that you can do is you know having probably by the time you've got to chapter 13 hopefully you've got a lot of skills and a lot of understanding right you You don't want to rush into it. You don't want to make it such a um sort of an explosive thing, right? There are ways to talk to your children about this, but it also requires that both parents have come to a place where they're able to sit and talk un- not, not unemotionally, right? But like when you tell your children that you're that this is what's happening, You need to, it's okay to cry, it's okay to be sad. It's not okay to become hysterical so that your children are now parentified and they feel that they have to take care of you and they can't actually be in their own feelings, right? So there there are a lot of steps that you can take to make sure that you get to that place. And hopefully your uh, co-parent will join you there. Um, If you are divorcing somebody who is unable to join you there, then there are certain things that you can also do, right? I think I go through in in that chapter, a lot of like, this is what's ideal. And in a high conflict situation, you might wanna do this, <laughs> right? In, uh, you know, this is what I would do if two if you've got two rational parents and this is what you might do if one of the person people is gonna go off the rails. Um, so there are, there, in the book I have, in that chapter, I think there there are, um, steps for how to prepare for the conversation, uh, with your children, how to, how to have the actual conversation and then how to follow up, right? This is not a one and done conversation. This is a, like a, it, it will be ongoing, um, right. And sort of how to check in with them and how to make sure they're well supported and then how to make those difficult transitions easier for them. This is not gonna be, um, it's not going to be easy, right? It's not going to be uh, easy for your children. I am certainly no one to sugarcoat it, but there are ways to do it that, you know, won't screw up your kids. <laughs> and there are ways to do it that absolutely will. Um, and so we just, you know, we want to avoid all of those uh, sort of pitfalls and uh, my, you know, the minefields and all of that.
0: I love the, the, the conversation. I think that's what drew me to it is because so many people make that, We're going to tell them, and A, maybe it doesn't go right, maybe it does, but they never think about the follow up. They don't let the kids have a voice to ask questions. And you and I both know Christina McGee very well. And you know what? She's like, the kids have to come first. They have to feel like it's safe. So, That's you know, true. if if you are reacting or or in trauma during that conversation, as you said, it's putting a burden on the kids that they don't feel safe. So they're not going to ask those questions, which leaves them with a little bit of trauma if it wasn't done right. Um, I remember when my parents told me, and I was five one of the earliest memories I have sitting on the couch and you know my mother was already on her honeymoon which I didn't even know she was dating someone and my father just told us well when your mom gets back from her trip uh you won't be living here anymore we're getting a divorce and I was five and we are all traumatized right and it it wasn't done the right way of course that was back in the 70s it's a long time ago they didn't have like the stuff that's now but that kind of traumatizing thing can cripple a child and absolutely doing it right letting the door be open as you're talking about in this book there's so much information for people to really grasp and think it through my whole premise is plan the conversation plan the questions they may ask that's right on this how will you react if they say this i'll say this and we also know they don't really need the answer to what they're asking depending on their age they really want to know things like where am I going to live and do I still see my friends and what's going to happen to the puppy I mean they're they're worried about their own needs and 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 how it impacts them and so sometimes parents tend to overshare and that puts more on the kid's plate the kid really needs to be heard that they'll be okay and that makes it a safer conversation
1: that's right. That's right. And, you know, the one thing I also want to say is that you can do it perfectly and you can script it. I mean, I, this is this is horrible, but, you know, your kids are going to remember what they remember, right? So my son, he's 18 now, um, and we had this conversation when he was three and a half and we hired professionals, we scripted it out. And, you know, in hindsight now as a certified co-parenting specialist, like you are, like we, like I, I did it right. We really did it right, right? This was 15 years ago, but we we really worked hard and we did it together and we did it right. And as part of that was when we got the new house and we were going to move, I gave him a box and I said, take whatever you want from, from this house and we'll take it over to the new house, right? All of that. It was all collaborative. My husband and I were not arguing. We just did this like champs. And I recently asked my son, like, what do you remember about that? And he's like, I just remember you said we're getting divorced and then you gave me a box and told me to pack my stuff. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, that is not what happened. So, (laughs) but I think it speaks to the trauma, right? Mm -hmm. Like if the most scripted and well-planned conversation is remembered that way, imagine. Right. Like you, like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that happened to you. That's like the most heartbreaking thing in the world. Right. But yeah, in the seventies, our parents screwed everything up, but, um, you know, like you can plan it as, as perfectly as possible. And you will still, you know, they're going to have their own experience of it and that's okay. Right. That's okay. <laughs>
0: And that's what you learn in your book. It's, you know, it's it's plan for it and expect it not to work or expect something and whatever it is, keep that conversation going because it's not a one and done. If no. it is one and done, the kid is sitting there with a lot of questions and yeah. doesn't feel safe. So yeah. you know, opening that dialogue up and making them feel like, you know, they can ask. It makes them feel like they are more in control, I think
1: yes and and i think you know to your point like it's not one and done but it's actually on us to check in right they're like to do the check-ins and i always say like you know driving in the car when they're in the back seat and they're not face to face with you we all know kids talk a lot in the car um and at at night in bed right i mean my son would you know, I'd turn off the light and I would snuggle for a bit and he would just start talking and talking and talking. Sometimes I was like, oh my God, stop talking, go to bed. But most of the time he was asking questions. He was revealing his feelings. He was talking about the harder things Mm -hmm. um, in the dark. Mm -hmm. And so we have to allow our kids even more of those opportunities Mm -hmm. when, uh, when they're going through such difficult transitions.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. What else do you want people to know about the book? Because we are coming up to an end here, but I want everyone to go and get it. Let's hold it up. I only have a I'm, main...
1: I'm holding up my copy of it. It's super cute. Um, what I want people to know is that if you're struggling with this question of should I stay or should I go, if you're wondering, you know, what does, uh, you know, what does a healthy relationship even look like? Like, why am I so unhappy? Like, are women just unhappy? Like, is that just the deal? Or is that our lot in life? Um, you know, a- everything from feeling like you've lost yourself to, is this abuse? I don't know what's happening to me to like, oh my God, how does divorce even work? I'm like, I I don't even like, I've tried to cover all of that um, in this book. And, you know, millions of women are trying to make this decision every single year. And I just, I, I, I wrote this book because I want women to have answers. I want them to have clarity. Um, there's so much, uh, knowledge and information, uh, out there. And I tried to sort of corral it all (laughs) as much as possible into this book. And it's a love letter. It's a love letter to women. It's a love letter to you know, to anyone going through this and 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 questioning it, um, and I hope you buy it. <laughs> it's, it's
0: an amazing resource, and it's going to do so much good in the world. So I am so happy to have had you here. Tell people how they can reach it's you. You've got a podcast. How can they find more? Yeah.
1: Out- So my website is kateanthony.com and almost everything is there. My podcast is the Divorce Survival Guide podcast on all platforms. I am the Divorce Survival Guide on Instagram and TikTok. Um, And I do have a page on my website for the book, which also gives you some um, ideas of how to buy the book surreptitiously. Um, Amazon is probably not the best way to buy it. If you, um, are share an Amazon account with your spouse. So, um, knowing that this might be a, you know, look, not a lot of people are going to buy this and leave this on their coffee table (laughs) when they're, you know, in this situation, but there are ways for you to get this book to, um, and to read it, uh, on the DL. (laughs) So I have a, a page on my website that will help you with that as well.
0: That is such a thoughtful idea because my Audible and Kindle sell a lot better than the paperback because who wants a big book that says, divorcing your narcissist on the coffee table? Right. Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Just to have that makes them feel better already that, oh, she's already thought of that, you know, and so I'm really happy to have been here with you today, Kate. I love seeing you and I can't thank Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you for having me. such a pleasure
0: hope you guys found that helpful. I know it's just a little smigment of exactly what she'll have in the book. There's so much in this book, and I read a lot of books, and I've written a book on divorcing a narcissist, but this is really more in the prepping and, and just how to take care of yourself, what to do, what the process looks like, so if you are going to or thinking about making the decision to get a divorce, this might be your answer, so go look up Kate Anthony. I'll put the link down before below. The D word is the name of her book, and we will see you again next time. My name is Tracy Malone, and I am the founder of support.com. I coach people from all over the world, so
1: if you are looking for help and support, I'm here for you. I'll see you again soon.